Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. Reaching once again for the J.I. Packer Classic Collection from the back cover. I love this uh, way it's describing Dr. Packer, one of my very favorite uh, theologians from the last century. He's gone home to be with the Lord now, but uh, got a chance to meet him once and heard him speak several times. Of course, read many of his books, including Knowing God, Rediscovering Holiness. And this uh, collection here uh, includes uh, a wide swath of Packer writings. And uh, I, I really do recommend it to you if you're looking for another daily reader by a solid theologian. Uh, on the back it says, named by Time Magazine as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America, Oxford-trained theologian and author J.I. Packer, and he has a, or he held a, a doctor in philosophy, actually, from Oxford University. Um, he is, uh, J.I. Packer has helped Christians around the world discover the wonder glory, and joy of knowing God personally. Now, you can have the riches of God's character in a daily devotional with excerpts from Dr. Packer's classic writings and teachings, including Keep in Step with the Spirit, Praying the Lord's Prayer, Evangelism, and the Sovereignty of God. And then this one that I want to read from today, uh, this one selection, is uh, actually from uh, a small booklet that he wrote called fundamentalism and the word of God. And so anybody raised in a stuffy old church, when you hear the word fundamentalism, it probably perks up your ears or makes you start to scratch a little bit. Uh, but there's something actually really good about that word. And I believe that everyone actually, one could argue, everyone has a set of fundamentals that they believe. The question is, which ones do you hold? Which ones do I hold? And are they true or not? J.I. Packer uh, served for years as uh, the Board of Governors Professor of Theology at Regent College in Vancouver, and uh, he was an ordained Anglican minister. Some of you, uh, again, will be familiar with his work. He begins here on this day's reading by quoting from Jeremiah one twelve. I am watching over my word to perform it. And so here's Jeremiah, the Lord speaking through him and reassuring the people uh, that God will be faithful to God's word. Let's see what J.I. Packer has to say. The teaching of the written scriptures is the word which God spoke and speaks to his church. Spoke past tense and speaks now to his church and is finally authoritative for faith and life. To learn the mind of God, one must consult the written word of God. What scripture says, God says. And so here we find ourselves at a crossroads, don't we, in terms of our view of scripture. Um, our view at the village chapel is a, what I would call a high view of scripture. Uh, we believe that it's unique in its source timeless in its truth, broad in its reach, and transforming in its power. Um, and so we study through books of the Bible here at the Village Chapel because we so love God's Word. And Packer uh, re reinforcing the idea that its source is God, 
um, and that he it it has spoken and now speaks even now to his church. So that's great news. Here we are 2,000 years later from the time that Christ walked the planet and many thousands of years later uh, from much of what we read in the Old Testament. And yet as we read the Old Testament and New Testament and as we study the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, like we do verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book here at the Village Chapel, and by the way, all of that um, over five, maybe 600 of our Bible studies are online. They're free to you. Uh, feel free to jump online and, and uh, study any book of the Bible that we've taught through. Uh, feel free, if you would prefer, to uh, download the Village Chapel uh, phone app. It's a smartphone app. It's great. It's, it, you have easy access to all of our uh, complete archive of Bible studies through that phone app as well as a lot of other great, uh, helpful tools that I think you'd really enjoy having on your smartphone, whatever kind of smartphone you may have. The teaching of written scriptures is the word which God spoke and speaks to his church, says J.I. Packer. What scripture says, God says. So if we're curious to hear what God says, we turn to scripture. The Bible is inspired in the sense of being word for word, God given, and that indeed is the claim of, of the Bible, that it is God breathed or inspired uh, by God. Uh, Packer says it is a record and explanation of divine revelation. Um, and that stands in stark contrast to human discovery. So here's God taking the initiative to speak and to inspire writers to write 40 different, at least 40 different writers from all different walks of life. These aren't just, you know, a, a cabal of like-minded people all from one nation and skin color or whatever, writing their prejudices down and all of us expected to just read it and and embrace it. But no, no, no. This is a this is God in in this beautiful. Um, uh, method and means of inspiring 40 different authors from all walks of life, you know, fishermen to doctors to royals who are, are kings to, to peasants, and all of them pointing to Jesus as God's um, self, greatest self and clearest self-revelation. But the teaching of Scripture is the inspired uh, word of God in the sense of being word for word, God given. Packer says it's a record and explanation of divine revelation, which is both complete, sufficient, and comprehensible. That is, uh, theologians today would say perspicuous, or uh, they would talk about the perspicuity of the scripture, which I think is hilarious, of course, because no one knows what perspicuity means, or very few people do anyway. Uh, I went to seminary, and so I learned that term, and I'm pretty sure the theologians came up with that term, maybe as a means of job security, I'm not sure, so that we would always look to them to find out what in the world does perspicuity mean. It means clear. <laughs> it means understandable. It presents the uh, scripture to us uh, as something that we can comprehend, as Packer says here. Uh, it contains all that the church needs to know in this world for its guidance in the way of salvation and service. And it contains the principles for its own 
interpretation within itself. And that that's really good, I think. Um, that's a great point because we allow Scripture to interpret Scripture. That's the way we rightly divide the, the Word of God, this, uh, uh, this, this divine revelation to us. Um, if we aren't certain what one particular passage means, we look to another passage to help us understand it and look for something from another. And sometimes it's the Old Testament interpreting the Old or the New Testament, or the Old Testament interpreting the New, or the New Testament helping us understand the Old Testament. And uh, sometimes it's just one letter of the Apostle Paul helping us understand something we read in the Gospels, whatever it might be. Furthermore, as Packer says, the Holy Spirit who caused it to be written has been given to the church to cause believers to recognize it as a divine word, that is, uh, to recognize it as the divine word that it is, and to enable them to interpret it rightly and understand its meaning. So we're not left on our own. And we're not left to just phone call somebody else who goes to another church or whatever. It's not that limited. We actually have the Holy Spirit on offer to us, as Jesus says in John chapter 14 and 16, to lead us and to guide us into the truth. And so uh, that is just powerful. I'm so glad Packer points that out to us. He continues that the Spirit, who was its author and also its witness and expositor, hmm, Christians must therefore seek to be helped and taught by the Spirit when they study Scripture and must regard all their understanding of it, no less than the book itself, as the gift of God. In other words, it's not because we're so brilliant and we've got our PhDs or our master's degrees in theology or whatever that we can suddenly claim to understand everything there is in the Scripture. No, I... I, I, uh, if, man, if I ever hear somebody think that they've got it all figured out, I pretty much know they don't. Um, but what a beautiful thing we have in this, this gift that Christ has given us in the, in, in terms of his spirit coming and leading us and guiding us into the understanding that we seek. And so often we pray a prayer of illumination at the village chapel before we start our Bible studies. Because we realize just reading it ourselves and studying it ourselves, even as we study it together as a church and as a group, even as I prepare for the message with the rest of our staff who help sort of on the, on the preaching team, we talk together about each and every passage. We still need more than who we are, more than our minds, more than our hearts. We need the Holy Spirit, don't we? And you do and I do as we read it as individuals as well. So praise the Lord. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, The Spirit must be acknowledged as the only infallible interpreter of God's infallible word. So says J.I. Packer. And again, this is from his book, which I think you can find online if you want to read one. And isn't it great to every now and then have have a book with a title like this, Fundamentalism and the Word of God. You know, that'd be the kind of thing that would make for a lot of interesting, you know, talk, uh, coffee talk uh, uh, with with your friends when they come over to your house and look at your library and <laughs> see a book with the name Fundamentalism on it. Awesome. All right. So the last paragraph of J.I. Packer from Fundamental, Fundamentalism and the Word of God contained in this book, classic collection by J.I. Packer. The last paragraph says this, the Bible, therefore 
does not need to be supplemented and interpreted by tradition or revised and corrected by reason. As if, again, as if humanity can in some way uh, be smarter uh, than scripture itself, right? Instead, Packer says, it demands to sit in judgment on the dictates of both. Of both? What is it? Of both what? Tradition and reason. Okay. So it demands, Scripture demands to sit in judgment on the dictates of both. For the words of men must be tried by the word of God. In other words, the, the, the judgment comes as to what's true, what's right, what's good, what's beautiful, comes from Scripture, not just from our imaginations or our preferences or the flow of culture around us. What's, uh, you know, if you feel like we've lost sight of what's true, good, and beautiful, get back to the Scriptures. Yeah. The church collectively, Packer says, a closing sentence, and the Christian individually can and does err, and the inerrant Scripture must always be allowed to speak and correct them, meaning the church, meaning the culture, meaning the Christian individually. It's always, we submit ourselves to Scripture. We don't sit in authority over Scripture. We have Scripture in authority over our own lives. I'm so glad we read that today. Um, I'm currently teaching through, some of you know, as I'm recording this, I'm currently teaching through uh, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, and we're in Matthew chapter 5, and we've just studied the passage that talks about how Jesus viewed the Bible of his time, the Old Testament scriptures, and um, and and just studied those amazing six examples that he rolls out to show what does it look like for people who want to live in the kingdom of heaven, who want to be followers of Jesus, what does it look like for them to actually live that out in a fallen world around them. And uh, so it's really, really so amazing. What a great adventure we have in being able to study through books of the Bible together. Thank you for joining me. I want to give a shout out uh, to a couple folks. I'm, uh, uh, I'm so grateful to hear from some of you from time to time who listen to these daily devotions. And uh, so I want to thank Barbara in San Antonio, in and around near San Antonio, that uh, watches and or listens to the podcast each and every day. Luder and Mary Whitlock uh, from down in Orlando. Um, Nancy Shell from up in uh, uh, Fairfax, uh, Virginia, Springfield, Virginia area. And uh, my good friend Matthew Burgess all the way out in the great Northwest. Love to all of you folks. And uh, uh, I hope you'll continue to, to, to join me each and every morning for these, uh, these podcasts and uh, feel free to pass them along to your friends. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your word that it's living and active each and every time we step into it, open up the book. Uh, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would awaken us, stir us to anticipate hearing from you. And we lean forward with great anticipation that you might speak to us and we might hear from you. Uh, thank you for this day. Uh, as we walk with you, Lord, please walk with us uh, and help us to walk in the light of your glory and grace. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
and amen. God bless you. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagey.